If you're wondering, obviously, what just happened, you know, I believe and we believe that God speaks through his Holy Spirit, and there's some things that we call words of knowledge. It's a gift of the Spirit where God will hit the pause button on our service to speak directly to some people through his Holy Spirit, and and so we always just want to take time to allow God to move in a powerful, powerful, powerful way. We're going to get rolling here. And then we've got some things at the end of service we want to do. If you got your Bible, whip it out. Say, "Uh uh-huh. Hit your neighbor with it. Say, oh, yeah. Don't hit people with your Bible. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Y'all are actually doing it. I want you to turn. We're going to, we're going to, listen, I got one page of notes. I want to try to stay on that because I want to honor your time. And I want to get you guys out here in a good time, but. I know that God wants to speak to you, so I want you to go straight to Psalm 23 right now. Psalm 23, Psalm 23, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23, go ahead, get there. You can pull out your phone. It's not going to be on the Sky Bible tonight because I want you to bring a physical Bible. And if you don't have a physical Bible, just go ahead, look at somebody else's glow Bible. Look at somebody else's physical Bible. I got my Bible. Wave it up in the air like you just do care, you know what I'm saying? One of the most famous psalms in the Bible, Psalm 23. Now, I did some research. I texted my buddy, Pastor Vocab, and we had some talking. We had some talking. I said, hey, yo, why, why is this so famous? And you, really, there's no direct answer why this is the most famous psalm. It's just one of those psalms that people really latch on to. Now, there are so many other good psalms. You know, we did Psalm 1. That was really, really good. Psalm 63, Psalm 150. There's so many good psalms out there, but for some reason, Psalm 23 is the most quotable, the most famous psalm of them all, and I truly believe that there's gold within the lines of this psalm. And you can't do summer in the psalms without talking about Psalm 23. It's like you can't talk about the greatest of all time basketball players without mentioning Michael Jordan. I I was expecting to hear only Michael Jordan. So if he said anyone else, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Psalm 23 has the most recognizable first line. The Lord is my? Everybody. The Lord is my shepherd. Football teams all over the country say this one. They say this verse and the Lord's Prayer, right? Like every football team in Alabama says Psalm 23 or the Lord's Prayer before a game. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, it's not. Maybe it is. But why is this psalm so important? Why is it so famous? I like to read the Bible, and when I read the Bible, I like to do what? I like to ask questions. Why is this so famous? What is it about Geo that makes him want to hit people with Bibles? (laughs) I believe that this psalm is famous because it touches on a few issues that you and I need truth in. We need truth in our life. We need truth in our life with so many distractions and so many lies, cultural lies all over. 
We need truth. Turn to your neighbor and say, the truth. With an F, the truth. Psalm 23. You and I have a problem. I'm going to tell you what your problem is. You like to wander. You like to wander. Not wonder. I'm not talking about ADD. Well, I am talking about ADD. You be wandering. You be wandering. Let me tell you something. When Ariel and I, when Pastor Ariel and I were friends, yeah, we were friends. I was in the Brother in Christ zone. We, myself and another best friend of mine, Trey Allen, Trey Bay Bay, all the way in Nashville. I love you, Trey. And uh, another girl named Jackie and Ariel and I went on a trip to St. Louis, a three-hour drive, and we went to a phenomenal zoo in St. Louis, and it's free. And it's better than the Lincoln Park Zoo. It's so much better. It's so great. I noticed on this trip that Pastor Ariel likes to wander. I thought I had ADD, but there'd be a moment where we're like, look at that giraffe. Ariel, do you like it? Yeah. And then I look back, and she's gone. And, like, I didn't like her like her, you know, at this point. I was more concerned that this girl has no idea about the city she's in. Like, St. Louis be crazy, and she'd just be going off on her own. Till today, if we go to an amusement park, if we go to a museum, if we go to the park, if we're at Shabona Park, and if I don't have Ariel's hand, she finna wander. She finna wander. A lot of us wander. What do I mean by that? It's kind of like sheep. Sheep like to wander. Sheep kind of just go wherever there's grass, all right? Wherever there's food, wherever there's somewhere nice to lay down, maybe sleep in. But we wander. We wander from God every day. And we fight this wandering as often as we can. But you and I have a problem. We wander. We stray away. We be getting lost. How many of you are horrible with directions? Yeah. Like, without a GPS, y'all be up a creek without a paddle. You know what I'm saying? Y'all will be lost. So, what do we need if we get lost in the map? We need a guide. Like, if you've ever been hiking, if you've ever gone on any type of uh, uh, activity like that, most of the time, if it's really serious, they set you up with a guide. You need to know where you're going, where you're going to get lost. You and I need guidance at every age. Pastor Izzy, I need guidance. A Jay Walker, guidance. Pastor Joey, Pastor Carlos, guidance. Now, I could say more people, but it just gets older and older, and they might be watching, right? So I won't, but we need guidance. You and I need someone more powerful, more kind to help us on the journey of life, our faith journey, someone that will never fail, who is always there, someone who has no limit to their love. And compassion. Because y'all, like when I say those things, y'all thought of someone, didn't you? You're like, someone that will never fail me. Ooh, my boyfriend will never fail me. Cap. That's a lie. He doesn't know your birthday. He's going to fail you, all right? He forgot about Valentine's Day. He will fail you, right? Right? Like, like some of y'all thought of someone. But I'm here to tell you they are just as ignorant and as much of a wanderer as you. They are much as much of a sheep as you are. You need someone who has no limit. That person 
is God. That is God. Psalm 23 tells us that we are in need of not, not a king, not a ruler, but a shepherd. This is crazy to me that David is referring to the God of the universe as a shepherd. Now, we've talked about David a few times. If you don't remember, we've even mentioned this at Christmas, being a shepherd was actually the worst and lowest job you can have in society. Right? That's like saying, God, you are my janitor. <laughs> like, weird. Shout out to my janitors. Shout out to, shout out, where's Julian? Shout out to Julian, you know, and AJ. That'd be clean in this place, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brother Lewis. So, pause. Wait a minute. This is strange to me because God is the creator of the universe. He breathed life into our lifeless bodies. With one word, he said light. And it was a, oop, light, light. All right? That's how it was. That's how they did it in the Bible. Now, all of a sudden, David could have said any other title of God. Yet, he uses the analogy and the symbolism of what we would say is the worst job in society to describe God. The Lord is my, say it. That's something to think about. Why would David say this? Because to me, if I didn't know any better, that's kind of an insult. Like, I'm not, a sh like, I'm God. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a, like, a shepherd? They smell like poop. They smell like grass. David is giving insight into a characteristic of God that you and I have to understand. We have to understand this. And so in order to really get the rest of Psalm 23, which we're going to read here in a second, we are going to spend tonight, the next few moments, in just verse 1. In just the first verse, because if you don't understand and aren't able to recall and articulate what Psalm 23 verse 1 says later, then you're not going to understand the rest of it because it starts off with a declaration of who God is. If you're ready, say, uh-huh. If you got to say, oh, yeah. Can you stand for the reading of God's word? We're going to blow through this. Here we go. Psalm 23 says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, this is your word, not mine. So, Lord, it's alive. It's active. So, breathe on us tonight as we discover who it is once again that you are with such an important verse that could shape our view of you, our belief in you. In Jesus' name, everyone says, amen. Go ahead, sit down. Go ahead, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Here we go. 
We are going to literally go word for word tonight. Word for word. So the first part of verse 1 says, the Lord is my, say it. The very first word should slap you in the face. The very first word is what? I like vocab. This might seem like this random word. A lot of us, when we read the Bible, we only look for big words. Lord, shepherd. And they murdered a thousand prophets. Like, right? Like, we look for stuff like that. Stop. But you need to look between those words. You need to read between those words. Because even in the smallest word, in the smallest detail, we see truth. We see truth. The very first word is the. God is not a God or just another God. He is the God. So right away, we are declaring something. He, listen, this isn't just some deity and some religion with 300 million other gods. No, no, no. When he says the Lord, he's saying the, the God of the universe, the almighty God, the God that's everlasting, the God that was and is to come, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. This is the God. So don't get it twisted. This isn't some random God. This isn't some random belief. This is the God of the universe. He is the God. He is the God. The God is your shepherd. But for some of us tonight, again, because we wander, we've allowed a gods to replace the God. And so David right away is checking us. And he's checking himself. He says, the, the Lord, not a God, the God. Say, the God. He is the God of the universe. Then we see this. Go ahead, throw that verse back up. The next one, I'm sorry. Then we see this little word. What's that word? Because we know what Lord is, right? Authority, power, right? The final say. Right? That's Lord, right? Jesus isn't just the Savior, but he's the Lord and Savior of our life. Not did he just save us, but we allow him to tell us what to do. He is our authoritative figure, right? And so we know what Lord is. But then we see this word is. Is might be a small word, but it's extremely important. And it means, it means current. Is. It means that it, this is a current happening. This is currently happening. Is which God has always been. God has always been current. He is infinite from beginning, and he has no end. He is loving and listening to you right now. Is not the Lord was my shepherd. Not the Lord will be my shepherd. The Lord, my shepherd, right here, right now. The God of the universe is right here, right now, through the power of his Holy Spirit. Meaning, a God that was left in the past with no power or impact, right? That's not God. That's not the God of yesterday. Like, God's not the God of yesterday. Yesterday has no impact. Yesterday has no, it's gone. We'll never get it back. No, he is the God that will always be. Then we see this next part, which is where we need to understand. The Lord is my shepherd. 
It wasn't just that the Lord was a shepherd for others in a theoretical sense. He was a real personal shepherd for David himself. David knew what this meant because David at some point was a shepherd. So he knew what it meant to be the lowest of the low. If you remember, when they came to anoint the next king, they called all of his brothers except for him. Why? Because he was in the field with the animals. But he's saying this not because someone told him, not because he sat at Excel on a Thursday night, but he experienced this himself. God is his shepherd. If you don't know what a shepherd is, they are tasked with maintaining and protecting the flock. Sheep. Sheep. So that might sound awesome until there's thousands of sheep that you have to make sure get fed, are protected from wolves and coyotes and foxes and mountain lions and bears and weird people that be eating sheep, you know, like all that. And so the shepherd, it's, 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 it's a hard task because occasionally we see that there are certain sheep that like to wander. And so we've sung the song, right? Reckless love. How God leaves the 99, right? He would leave all 99 sheep to chase the one. It's true, though. It's not just a song with an amazing guitar line and a catchy phrase. It is 100% true. He will leave the 99 to come find you. That's the shepherd that we serve. These shepherds are tasked to protect, to feed, to keep close to, to take care of, to tend. This is what David is saying. God, you are my protector. You supply everything that I need. You will help me. You will tell me where to go. You will come get me when I wander off. This is why it's important for us to understand what a shepherd is and how God is a shepherd. Because in the next few verses, for the next few weeks, we're going to see what that means and what that means to us and how God as a shepherd sustains us. But tonight, the question is this. Is the Lord your shepherd? So I want you to write that question down. Is the Lord my shepherd? Is he my shepherd? The worship team can come up. Is he my shepherd? You, listen, politics and the news, they want to take the word sheep and they want to make it negative. Right, all oh, those conservatives, they're sheep. They just, those, those, those liberals, they're sheep, right? Like we hear that term be thrown around on the news and things like that. And we're, it's like, like, I don't want to be sheep. They make this a negative thing. But here's the reality. Sheep are dumb. And we are all dumb sheep. It's true. Either you're really, a, you're, you're really smart dumb sheep or a dumb dumb sheep, okay? I'm going to let you figure that out for yourself, all right? Either you're really smart and dumb or not. But the reality of it is, is you and I are sheep. And we need someone more powerful we need someone greater than us. We need someone that, that has unlimited resources. Listen, we need help. I need help. You need help. I've done it. I've gone through my life thinking that I can be my own shepherd. 
And where did that lead me? Lost. Lost. Or I've allowed other things to be my shepherd. I've allowed jealousy. I've allowed anger. I've allowed fury to shepherd me into some of the worst situations of my life. Some of you didn't wander into the situation you're in. You were shepherded into that situation. You didn't, like, I just happened to just wander into this addiction. No, you allowed something in your life to shepherd you into lust, to shepherd you into porn, to shepherd you into all these things, and now you're in that situation. Now what? You're going to get yourself out? You're going to get yourself clean? You're going to save yourself? You're going to save yourself from that addiction. You're going to save yourself from that mindset. You're going to save yourself from that eating disorder. You're going to save yourself from that attitude. You're going to save yourself from your parents that are driving you nuts and because they're on the edge of divorce and they won't stop talking, they won't stop arguing, and you're tired of living at home. You're going to save yourself? It's impossible. It's impossible. A sheep can't save itself. And that's a hard pill to swallow for us, right? Because that means we're helpless. And listen to me, you are helpless. And I've said it a lot. Your way got you here. But David is giving us the key. And it's understanding that God wants to be our guide. God wants to help us. God wants to be our shepherd. Are you trapped? Are you ensnared? Have you wandered too far? Are you lost in your thoughts? Are you lost in your sin? And you can't find your way back and you're sitting here, even while you're sitting here on a Thursday night, you don't actually feel here. Are you lost? The shepherd can find you. Jesus, later on in the New Testament, calls himself the good shepherd. When I gave my life to Jesus, it didn't stop my wandering, but it gave me someone who would always come and find me. It gave me someone that will always come and pursue me no matter what I did, no matter how far I left. Is he your shepherd? Is he guiding you through life? That's a genuine question. What is guiding you through this life? What is giving you answers to some of the problems you're, get, you're going through? That's a legitimate question. Where are you getting your help from? Where are you getting your answers from? Do you want to, like, like, you need to ask yourself that. When you guys get into trouble, when you guys are dealing with things, who do you go to? What do you turn to? And the answer is, if it is not God, the greatest shepherd, then you are lost. You're lost. Tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this, this simple verse. And if you were to declare it with all of your heart, I truly believe God will reveal himself to you. The Lord, the Lord is right now my, not my family's God, not my pastor's God, my my personal friend, my God, the very God, Lord, authority is right now my personal shepherd guide. That's him, and he wants that for you.
He wants to help you. If you leave here with anything tonight, maybe you didn't get a gift, but I'm giving you the greatest gift of all, and that is the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you don't leave here with anything else tonight, leave here with that question answers, yes, he is. He is. Why should he be? Why should I let God tell me what to do? Like I mentioned earlier, you have a bad habit of doing bad things, and the only one that can help you isn't a lesser bad person. I go to my brother. I go to my dad. I go to, that's awesome. I'm glad you could go to your family members, but they're just as bad as you. So who can you turn to? I turn to the rock. I turn to the shepherd. Your help can come from the good God, not the bad person. The true God. The benefit of having God as your shepherd. Look what David writes next. Look what he writes next. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Here's what he means by that. For David, the fact of God's shepherd-like care was the end of a dissatisfied need. He's like, I, 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 my needs are fulfilled. He said, I shall not want, both as a declaration and as a decision. That's so good. I shall not want was a declaration, meaning I'm going to declare this. I'm saying this as it is true. And a decision. As in, I am making a decision. So what do I mean by that? Show that next slide. I shall not want means this. Number one, all my needs are met by God. All your needs are met by God. All of your needs. All of your spiritual needs. All of your emotional needs. All of your physical needs. They're met by God. They're met by God. I don't feel it. Well, it's probably because you have gone to the wrong God. You've gone to a God, not the God. Because when you go to the God, your needs are fulfilled. Your needs are met. I shall not. I shall. I won't need anything else. That's what I shall. We get weird with that vocabulary, right? Like this, like this King James version. I shall not. This is what it means. I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. Why? All my needs are met by God. And number two, I'm deciding. So number one's that declaration. Number two is I'm deciding to not desire any more than what my God gives. Anything else that I desire that's not from God I'm at a place in my life, I don't want it. If it's not from him, I don't want it. Keep it. It won't sustain me. It won't last. That high, that high lasts a few minutes. That high lasts a few hours. And then what? Then you're back to the same situation. Tired of getting high. I'm tired of numbing the pain. I'm tired of just looking for things to fill the void. I have a need, and, and, and nothing seems to work. And I'm here to tell you and here to encourage you, if you were to put your faith in God, if you were to put your faith in Jesus, you can declare and decide the same thing David has said in this moment. I don't need anything else. So when you think like you're missing out on something, I have all that I need. When the enemy, when, when Satan right, tries to tempt you with things. You know what you can say? I have all that I need. I have all that I need. I don't need to look at it anymore. I have all that I need. I don't have to think that way anymore. I have all that I need. 
I don't have to talk like that anymore. I have all that I need. It is a decision that you have to make. But first, it comes with saying that the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to sing. It's 830, but I want to sing the song. I want to sing this song, and we still got some things to do, so just hold on with me. Y'all stay here late anyway. So can I, can I have someone grab this? Whoever. We're going to sing this song, and it's called Psalm 23. And it's a song about this psalm. So I want everybody to stand up because responding is not an option. Because we do it together. Come on, come on, come on. I want you to come on down to the front. And if you don't know the words, that's fine. I don't, I don't actually want you to sing just yet. If your heart just bubbles up and you just have to sing, sing it. But I want you to look at the words on the screen and reflect on what we just talked about. We're going to sing the song straight through.